0: Welcome to Finish Well Homeschooling Podcast, where changing the world starts with changing the home, with your host, Meredith Curtis. Hi, welcome to Finish Well Podcast. I'm your host, Meredith Curtis. This is episode 148. Proactive Parenting During the Holidays. I am so excited that you're with me today and let's admit it, there are challenges over the holidays if you're a parent, especially if you're a parent of younger children or teens that are going through a little bit of a funk or if you are just not necessarily on the same page as the rest of your family when it comes to To virtue, I just want to give you a a boost of encouragement and some tips and some wisdom of not just surviving the holidays, which sometimes we can go into survival mode, but looking at all of the holiday celebrations as opportunities to parent proactively. You can instill values. You can create a sense of family identity. You can take ground this holiday season by imparting wisdom and joy into your precious sons and daughters. So are you ready? We're going to get right into it. It all starts when your little one comes to you. The family is there. You're having a big extended family celebration. And your little one comes and says, blah, blah, blah. And you say, what? Where did you learn that word? And they look at you so sweetly and say, Cousin Fred says that word. Or maybe there's your great aunt is there and she just squeezes the stuffing out of your kids' cheeks. And your kids look at you like, help me, help me, help me. What's going on? And then they can complain when they have to give up their bed or their room for grandma and grandpa. So all these things can happen during the holidays, plus kids want to stay up late and be with the family, and then they're tired, and then there's so much sugar, and there is so much food that's bad for you but tastes delicious, and I know that from my memories as a child, from my memories as an adult... Extended family get-togethers can definitely mean (laughs) some real health challenges with nutrition and with sleep and a lack of exercise because everyone's just sitting around talking. And so anyway, we're going to talk about how do you deal with some of these things? I think the toughest to deal with is probably the whole idea of different values because I know that you can all love Jesus and let's face it. Christians have different standards. And in our house, we have standards like we don't take the name of the Lord in vain. And we have standards like we don't use... Unwholesome language and standards like we don't do put downs, we try to be kind to each other. So, all of those things are not necessarily shared by other extended family members, even if they are Christians as well. So, that always was a challenge for me just the language. But then, also, you know, I'm just gonna let it all hang out here like the dirty jokes or the way of talking that is just uncomfortable, talking about things that you probably don't talk about in your home. You know, that would happen to me. I think, oh my goodness, I can't believe they're talking about that. But yes, they were. And it's a little awkward. So between the sugar rush and the busy schedule, and then all that money you're spending... And all the chaos and activity, we can, as parents, sometimes disengage during the holidays. And I understand that. It's just the easiest thing to do because you're like, oh, well, let him do it. Oh, you know, whatever. But the problem is that you're missing out on a big opportunity to train your children. And the truth is how your children behave during these times what they're saying and what they're doing, it really reveals a lot about your children and the child training so far. So, you want to be vigilant and you want to keep your eyes open because you want to realize, oh wow, if my child does have the opportunity, they will eat seven cheeseburgers and 20 cookies. And, you know, that doesn't mean your child is a glutton. You just need to know that. I probably need to do more than just limit what my child eats. I probably need to envision my child for healthy eating and why healthy eating is such a good thing and why too much of anything can be too much. So when you get the extended family together, you have older folks. And I want to start with this. American culture in the 21st century is very different from culture that I grew up in, in the United States, in the 1960s and 1970s. And here's what I mean. I grew up that you said, yes, sir, yes, ma'am, no, sir, no, ma'am. And when an older person came into the room, you stood up. If you were sitting in the seat, you gave up your seat. And so there was a sense of looking out, especially when folks are very elderly, maybe they're using a walker or a cane. I remember just as a very young child being taught to move out of the way, to if there's obstacles that I can see and maybe the elderly person doesn't see, to move them right away and to just really show honor to older people. And my parents really esteemed older people. And as I grew up. I esteemed them too. I thought they were wonderful. I was so happy they were still alive. I remember my my grandmother ended up living to be 101. Now my grandfather died at 86, but that's still a good old age. And so I remember so many years I would say, "Lord, thank you that my grandparents are still here. I'm so grateful." And of course, for every year my parents were with me. I was so grateful. So There was that kind of sense that older people were respected and appreciated, and we wanted them around. And I still see pockets of that, especially in the homeschooling community. But I'll tell you what, there are so many times I've been in situations even around Christians or homeschooling families where an older person walks in the room and all the children are in the seats. And I'm thinking, am I going to have to say it? So I'll give up my seat, of course. But I'm just like blown away that that happens. But it is because we live in a time where older people are not valued. And in fact, even parents... Even grandparents, the culture constantly communicates through videos, through movies, through television, through songs, through just, you know, little snippets on social media that older people just don't, they don't have it together. You know, they messed everything up and now the younger culture has it together. Of course, they don't mention, you know, we're listening to the older people who believe this like politicians and movie stars, and don't necessarily at all have their life together. But that's neither here nor there. The fact is, our culture bombards us with disrespect for older people, and the Bible tells us in the last day that will be true. So I want to challenge you. You have an opportunity to teach your children to really value older people and to show respect to them and honor to them by rising when they enter the room, by by greeting them, and by giving up your seat. If you're sitting in a seat, give it up. And by helping them navigate, if they're very elderly, with canes, with walkers, to help them navigate and to be attentive to their needs. And I'll tell you what, there is nothing more beautiful than a young person showing honor to an older person. And that is not hard to do because... If you show honor to older people and you talk about how much you love having them here and how much you appreciate them, your children will catch that. If you kind of have a negative attitude about your parents or grandparents, your children will catch that too. So when you get together and the older folks are there, something that you have to realize, and we don't think about this as much when we're young, We have to realize that they're not always going to be here at these holiday get-togethers. There's going to be a time when they've passed on to the next life. And so I would really encourage you to tell the family stories and even record your grandfather, even record your great uncle, your great aunt sharing some of these family stories that you think you'll never forget because you've heard them so many times, but wouldn't it be great to have a recording of them? And so I really encourage you to not only ask questions, but record some of these family stories when you get together with the older people and create memories for your children of those people, like do something special, like maybe... Your grandmother is there and she's not feeling especially well, but you and the children could do something really special, like make her cars or take her for a walk around the block in her wheelchair, things like that. So think creatively about making memories with the older people because you don't know how many years your children will be able to have them. This may be the last Christmas or the second to last or the last Thanksgiving. So just think about that when you're getting together. Take special photos and eat traditional foods that they like, learn to make them, and they just may be passed on when your children are grandparents. Wouldn't that be special to kind of have that family heritage of cooking the same dishes like generation after generation one of the things one of my friends did is that she would have people sign the tablecloth every year and then she would embroider it with the date that she would embroider the name and the date but now with fabric pens everybody could just take a fabric pen and they could all sign the tablecloth and put the date underneath and I'm thinking about doing that this year because I think that would be really really special to remember who was there. So anyway, I started with older people because you can tell a lot about a culture by the way they treat their elderly. Do they show them reverence and respect or do they try to get them out of the way? So you be the parents who teach their children to honor older people and the holidays are a perfect time. Use the holidays to instill value and virtue. Now, I talked about instilling the value of honoring elderly, but another value that you can instill during the holidays is loyalty. Family loyalty is a beautiful thing. And if your children are not loyal to your family, they most likely will not be loyal to their spouse. That's just the way it is. Loyalty is not something that people do because they really love someone. Loyalty is a virtue and it's inbred in people. And as it's inbred in people, it shows up in different places. So people who are extremely loyal will be loyal to their team, even if their team is losing. They'll be loyal to their leadership, even if their leadership makes mistakes, not that you blindly follow people who do bad things, that's not what I'm saying, but there's a loyalty of faithfulness. And when you cultivate that in your children, again, children learn so much by what they see in you. But whether or not your spouse is loyal, you can be a loyal person, and you can pass on the value of loyalty to your children. And it means setting apart certain times like holidays where we're together with the family. The family is important and we're all gathering and we love each other and we're so grateful that we get to be together. Another value to instill in the holidays is giving, especially Christmas is such a perfect time for giving because we all give and receive presents and we can focus more on the giving. Then on what they're going to get. So maybe instead of making a Christmas wish list this year, they could make a Christmas wish list of what they want to give to other people. I know we tried to focus on giving one year and it really backfired. And what we did, this is so funny. We gave everyone their gifts to give. The gifts that instead of dividing up the presents where everyone got their presents, that they were going to open, we gave everyone their presents that they were going to give. So say when it was Katie Beth's turn, then Juliana said, oh, Katie Beth, I have a present for you. So she gave her her present, and then Katie Beth opened it, and wow, that was really fun. Well, what happened was for my youngers... They were watching their piles just get lower and lower and lower. And so they were really sad. They were like, Oh, what's, where are all my presents going? And so I said, okay, this may not work because it, you know, when little kids. The whole visual thing isn't always accurate. Their piles of open presents was growing, but those wrapped presents they were having to give them away. So it did reveal some character issues, but it also made me realize, okay, well we can try another way to instill giving. And one of the things that we like to do was to make presents for people because that involves a lot of time, and so there's really an effort that goes into it, and there's an excitement when they give the presents. The virtue of serving is so beautiful and there's so many opportunities to serve at the holidays for thanksgiving there's cooking there's cleaning there's cleaning up afterwards there's making guests feel welcome doing little things to help them helping to wash all the linens cleaning the house and there's just so many opportunities to serve right in your home as well as christmas the same thing but then there are also opportunities to go out and to serve other people and that can be a real honor and blessing to be able to do something for the neighbor to be able to do something for the elderly couple at church to be able to reach out to someone who is a new mom and maybe needs some help for a few hours so she can get her christmas preparations done so holidays are such a fun time to instill the value of serving and then humility no one is born humble Moses was the most humble man on earth, but he was not born humble. He learned humility through like really blowing it. And he learned humility from taking care of sheep. And he learned humility from having to flee from his country. So hopefully none of those terrible things will happen to our children or to us. But humility is thinking about others as more important than yourself and thinking about what others have to say as more important than yourself you never want to be someone who brags about themselves like oh I made this you know dish here for Thanksgiving and it's so delicious you never want to be doing that and because the Bible says let another praise you and not your own lips and so your children might work really hard to make a dish for Thanksgiving and it turned out really good Say to them, now you don't want to tell people that it turned out really good because that would be bragging. You want to be humble. But then to help them, you can praise them and say, wow, this is delicious. And they can say, thank you so much in a really humble way. But that is something that children will naturally try to brag because everyone wants people to like them. Everybody wants people's attention. So, this is an opportunity to help children to to be humble and to allow other people to compliment them and maybe other people won't compliment them but you and your spouse can compliment your children so that's just something to think about humility also values what people has to say they don't just you know outside they're listening but inside they're just glazing and thinking about other things But teach children to listen, to ask questions, to be interested. And that will serve them the rest of their life. Because everyone wants a friend who will ask them questions, who will draw them out. And I can really struggle sometimes with getting together with a friend and just they say how are you and I'm like oh you want to know how I am blah 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 and then I realize oh wow I'm being so self-centered I need to focus on the other person and draw them out and see how they're doing so it's always a growing thing especially I think for extroverts because we can really want to talk about ourselves and we have to learn to focus on others talk about them draw them out and of course As we do that with others, they'll do that as well with us. So we have talked about honoring the elderly, being loyal, giving generously, having a servant's heart, and walking in humility. And all of those things are things we can actually talk about. We could do Bible studies on them. We can commend them when they're humble, when they're gracious, when they have a servant's heart, when they go the extra mile. And I really want to encourage you this holiday season to make holiday traditions meaningful and to be proactive in focusing on the joy of Thanksgiving and the joy of Christmas and learning the true stories behind them. And I know that one thing that we really like to do is do Christmas unit studies for the month of December. And if you've never done a unit study and maybe you don't want to put your own together, but you think, wow, that would be a really fun idea, you get to learn things, you get to read out loud, you get to make crafts, and you get to do all the Christmas things like make Christmas gifts, do baking that you can use at Christmas, wrap presents, decorate the house, And we have four Christmas unit studies at Powerline Productions. We have Celebrate Christmas with Cookies unit study, Celebrate Christmas with Anne of Green Gables unit study, Celebrate Christmas in Germany unit study, and Celebrate Christmas in Colonial Times. And so not only will you learn about Christmas, but in the Germany unit study, you'll learn about Germany. In the Colonial Times, when you'll learn about Colonial Times. But they will have so much fun letting christmas last all month long so please check out our christmas unit studies at powerlineprod.com they're a great way to instill values a great way to make christmas more meaningful at your house another thing that we can do at the holidays is to instill a sense of family identity and there's many traditions that help us do that for example on Thanksgiving, our tradition is that I put a few kernels of popcorn or Indian corn on each plate, and then, or sometimes I'll pass around a bowl, and people can take as many kernels as they want. And then for every colonel, they have to share one thing they're really thankful to God about. And that's why they celebrated the first Thanksgiving. They were so thankful to God for all that he had done. He brought them through and then really blessed them. And they had this huge feast and they played games. Actually, one of the games they played was similar to football, which is kind of funny that now football is a big part of Thanksgiving for a lot of people. And so at Thanksgiving, you can help instill a sense of family identity and also make the holidays meaningful with these kind of traditions. At Christmas, you can have devotions, Advent devotions, or just pre-Christmas devotions. You can do Christmas unit studies, which I mentioned before. You can have a special night when you decorate the tree and have yummy food. You can go Christmas caroling, serving, participate in church plays, make Christmas presents, have a birthday party for Jesus. And some special things that we do, Laura and I, Laura is always behind the scenes of all our podcasts. Thank you, Laura. You're so awesome. And she introduced a tradition that our families have done together for years called the traveling dinner and with the traveling dinner because mary and joseph were traveling up into the time that they got to bethlehem and she gave birth so we travel somewhere like the beach or a park and we have kind of a picnic dinner and we have fellowship we do devotions we sing carols and that's our special christmas eve tradition We also have special Christmas devotions on Christmas morning, and then we eat cinnamon rolls, put candles in them, and sing happy birthday to Jesus. And so my kids grew up thinking, okay, this is how we celebrate Christmas. We go on a traveling dinner on Christmas Eve, and on Christmas morning we have these devotions, and we sing happy birthday to Jesus and eat cinnamon rolls. And I think what it does is it establishes a sense of This is who we are. This is part of our family identity, but it also makes the holidays so much more meaningful. And finally, as you're thinking about being proactive as a parent over the holidays, I talked about being vigilant and keeping an eye on your children. I've already talked about that, and I've talked about instilling virtues and values, and I've talked about meaningful family traditions. This is kind of you know, a little bit less cool or exciting, if you will, but it's strategic scheduling because so often we can wear ourselves ragged during the holidays. So make sure that you look at the calendar during the month of December and make sure there's times that your family can rest, that your family isn't running hither and thither. And also choose from the many options. What are you going to do? Are you going to do the church Christmas party? Are you going to do the homeschooling co op Christmas party? Are you going to do the neighborhood party? Yes, we're doing all three. Okay, that's great. But just schedule it so that around that time that is so busy, you also have plenty of time to rest. And get things done as early as possible. Bake, cook ahead, and freeze get shopping and wrapping presents done early. And like I said, I always love to combine school with Christmas unit studies in December so that part of our school time is actually get, getting ready for Christmas by decorating, making presents, wrapping them, doing the Christmas letter, all of those things we do during our unit studies. So I hope that you will be proactive during the holidays And you don't have to do a Christmas unit study. You don't have to instill all of these different values. But I would encourage you to choose one value and choose one tradition and make this Christmas proactive in in instilling values, in creating meaningful traditions. Beyond that, be vigilant with your children because The enemy is always after the souls of our children, and we need to be vigilant, and we need to sometimes sit down and say, Uncle Fred may say that word, but it isn't okay for us to say that word. And sometimes you might have to have a talk with Uncle Fred and say, Hey, Uncle Fred, my children are not allowed to use that kind of language. Would you mind not saying this word in front of them? And Uncle Fred will often say yes I will do that and so be vigilant for the souls of your children because we definitely want them to love our extended family but sometime in their life our children need to be able to say others may but I will not or others may not but I will in other words no matter what people around me are doing I'm gonna do the right thing and that takes a parent not just getting angry when kids do something wrong or say something but taking the time to speak to children taking the time to instruct them taking the time to teach them what it means to be a virtuous man or a virtuous woman and all because we love jesus and knowing also that at every point whatever jesus calls us to do he will give us his spirit to help us do those things so we can always say help lord i want to eat a seventh piece of cake but i know i shouldn't please give me the self-control your children can learn to cry out to jesus at a really early age Anyway, thank you so much for joining me. I hope you have the merriest of Christmases, a happy Thanksgiving, a happy New Year, and that your holiday season is filled with meaning and joy. God bless you. Thank you for listening to Finish Well Homeschooling Podcast with Meredith Curtis and the Finish Well team. Please listen in every first and third Monday of each month at 7 p.m. Eastern Time here at the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network.